you know, the articles recently came out about Superintendent Wilcox and, and, you know, his attitude toward black women and the things he said about black women. And you have a black chair who knew that he was saying these things. All right, it's time for the general election of the Charlotte Mecklenburg Board of Education. Annette Albright is a candidate that's running at large. She's a powerful woman. She's been in the community. She's always candid about how she feels about education for our young people. And she's on the 20-minute morning show for Tuesday, November the 5th. Well, one of the primary reasons that I'm running for school board is that I actually worked inside of CMS. And once I started working inside of CMS, I actually um, had a firsthand look at what was going on inside the buildings. And a lot of the things people just see is what the school board or the principals or administrators are releasing to the public. But when you get an inside look at what is actually going on inside those buildings, you get a very different perspective. So my thing is, you know, we need someone in there who is about creating change because what they're doing now is not working. That's right. You know, I've been in, uh, I'm not going to call the school, but uh, this school was wild as all Uh get out. And I couldn't believe what I was witnessing because I brought somebody over to speak uh, to the young people from out of town. And I was like, wow, man, this is what we, we've come to. It's like the schools are out of control. And, and it seems like people are just uh, going along to get along to, to usher our young people, our black students, through the system because they Charlotte Mecklenburg always wants to keep a, a, a good face. Absolutely. And you're absolutely correct. And that's actually what happened to me. I went inside and I was like, whoa. And I, the thought that I had is I'm also a parent. And the first thought that I had was, are my children going to school every day and not learning anything? Mm. You know, a lot of those schools are not staffed uh, with certified teachers. You have a lot of substitute teachers in there. You have a lot of turnover. And, you know, children push boundaries. That's what they do. So if they are allowed to behave that way, they're going to do it. Right. So so Annette. Um, with you and that situation that happened a couple of years ago when a student mm-hmm. attacked you, right? Yes. And you were mm-hmm. trying to actually break up a fight. No, um, what, what, that, what that wasn't quite correct. Okay. What happened on that particular day, we had 24 teachers that had called out. Yes. 24. Wow. And so the kids were going wild. They were going into classrooms they weren't supposed to be in. They was roaming the halls because you have substitutes who don't know. Yeah. So a group of students came into the my building that I was working in. Um, I got the call. The security guard got the call to come down and, you know, get the students into class. Yeah. So I got there before the security guard or the police officer or resource officer, um, continuously calling for them to help me come get the students into class because I knew it was a crowd that was too large for me to handle. And um, one of the students became blatantly disrespectful. He was cussing at me. Mm. Then his sister chimed in. And, you know, then she just walked up to me and she got really close to me and start chest bumping me. And when I told her to get back, she just slapped me wow. and the rest of the students just jumped in on me. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. And they try to make you out to be the bad guy in the situation. Ab- absolutely. It's all about image yeah. for CMS. Had it not been for surveillance video and um, the student's video and one very honest resource officer, they would have blamed that whole incident on me. Wow. So, so Annette, so you want to run, and people will say, well, why does she want to get back in involved in this when that happened to mm-hmm. her? I mean, what, what, what's your... What, would you, what do you tell people when they ask you that question? Um, I tell people it's, it's this simple. Those students did what they were allowed to do. Yeah. I don't blame the students. I blame the establishment that allows this to happen. And one thing that I always say, especially to black folks, people of color, I tell them when our children start hitting and beating on us, it's time for us to wake up and yes. find out what's going on. That's right. That's right. They're angry with us because we haven't done a good enough job of providing a secure future for them. And that's why mm-hmm. they're out of control. You know, I'm so disappointed in our school board and what they have allowed to happen on their watch. And that uh, we Absolutely. had a majority, um, you know, we had a school board chair, uh, Miss Mary, mm-hmm. who I, I just thought she was going to do a better job. I was kind of disappointed in her, um, aloofness i would say mm-hmm. especially with Absolutely. the 42,000 uh, suspensions in charlotte mecklenburg and then she didn't pull mm-hmm. the alarm to the black community and say look we got a problem here that we need to fix what what can we do about it as a community Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and another thing, you know, that I was very perplexed about, you know, the articles recently came out about Superintendent Wilcox yeah. and, and, you know, his attitude toward black women and the things he said about black women. And you have a black chair right. who knew that he was saying these things. Wow. You have three other black women on the board that knew he was saying these things about black women and they allowed their top educator who had turned around a failing school without busing kids, you know, across the street, uh, across the city without busing white kids over to this high school. She was turning around a failing school and they allowed her to walk away to protect the image of CMS. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And to me, that speaks volumes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So I know like a person like you on that school board, that would have never happened. He would oh, have never got away absolutely not. Oh, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. You know, one thing that I did and I and I, I planned it this way, I did not take any donations for my campaign. Okay. I did not, uh, I don't have any endorsements and I did not actively seek endorsements. Yeah. I did go to forums where I was invited. If I was endorsed, I w- was, if I wasn't, I wasn't because I did not want to have to owe anybody a favor. Mm-hmm. I did not want anybody to say, well, I put you there. We got you there. Yeah. Or I donated to your campaign because I'm all about doing what needs to be done. That's what right. is right and fixing what is broken. Right. So do you think with the tra- the, the non-transparency of what happened with Superintendent uh, Wilcox, that everybody on that school board that was a part of that, they got to go? They got to go. Absolutely. And, and, and that is just the way I see it. I, I did not like the fact 
that, you know, in 2017, when I ran, every candidate that was out there with me said, you know, if we're a part of the school board, we're going to be transparent and we're going to communicate with the public and, you know, we're going to do things differently. And when the same situation basically came up again, they fell right in line with the school board members that was already on board. And I think if we don't start choosing differently, yeah. we're going to get the same thing. That's right. Get the same results. And mm-hmm. um, and then what, what do you think about the black political caucuses uh, choices of uh, who they who they're endorsing and who they're backing? I mean, I heard a lot of controversy about that. Um, yes, I, I can say that um, I was not surprised um, there seems to be a, in a group in the Black Political Caucus that feel that they need to choose for everyone, based on their agenda, who they want in um, who they want to endorse. And I can personally say that a um, committee chair in the Black Political Caucus um, posted my lawsuit on Facebook, mm. asked me, "Is this you?" Um, she was saying things like, well, why do you want to run? You might be good for a school system, but you're not good for CMS. Wow. And this is another black female wow. Wow. coming after me. And I was a victim, but as a victim, I'm still willing to get in there, push up my sleeves and help those black children. Because again, it wasn't about the children. It was about the system that allowed that to happen. So when I think about the Black Political Caucus, and and I'll tell you, BJ, this is a funny story. Mm -hmm. I was out at a poll in South Charlotte. Yeah. White candidate endorsed by the BPC. Right. She's out there giving out BPC ballots to the Black um, voters. So when the Black voters came to the poll, she gave them a BPC ballot. Right. When it was a white voter, she went and picked up her own palm card. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And two white candidates from the B, uh, uh, Board of Education she was endorsing, and she handed them those. Mm. And I thought to myself, wow. Wow. You are ashamed to tell your people that you were endorsed by the BPC, yet the BPC endorsed you. Isn't that something? I mean, that's, that's what I hate about Charlotte. I mean, we're so <laughs> sick with mm-hmm. our, um, our, um, we just want to be accepted by the citizens of South Charlotte so bad. We think that we're going to get some kind of headway by acquiescing to uh, to that constituency. I'm not saying it like I want to say it, but, right? <laughs> but I, I mean, we just we're just sick. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that, and uh, that just goes to tell you that you know, no matter what you do, you're mm-hmm. never respected in this city as a black person, unless they know that you're serious about standing up for your people. Right. And, and you know, the thing is, we don't even respect each other. Yeah. You know, like I said, with those members of the Black Political Caucus, my thing is I'm educated. I, I hold a master's degree. I worked in the criminal justice system. I worked in the school system. And I was treated like, you know, I was out here trying to harm black, you know, like, why are you running? But then you're endorsing the incumbent and she brings all this baggage because she was a part of the school board. But at the same time, BJ, I'm watching all these 
white women come together and help each other. Yeah. They're at the polls handing out each other's cards. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm standing there, I'm like, we are not strategic people because we put our own personal agendas in front of what's best for the mass. And that is our problem. Wow. And that's why we need you on the uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board, which has become Charlotte Mecklenburg School System, the most segregated Mm -hmm. school Mm -hmm. system in North Carolina. Can you believe that a a progressive city, a so-called new city, uh, was trying to be a world-class area, white parents want to take their children out and have an exclusive school system to themselves? Well, you know, BJ, um, it's very interesting because I did travel around the county listening in on different meetings. We cannot stop white flight because they have resources. And as long as they have resources, they're able to relocate. See, the difference between white folks and black folks, we will push our way into where we're not wanted. Yeah, that's right. We will force our way in. White folks will say, hey, you can have it. We'll find us somewhere else. No (laughs) problem. And they'll leave. So I don't think it's so much as how can we get them to stay? Because I don't think we can right now. I wasn't wasn't saying get them to stay. I'm saying they're speeding up the process of trying to get away from having their children go to school with black children, getting away from us. And you're saying exactly what I what I'm thinking. Right. And and if you think about again, when I when I talk about the politics and um, our, us being strategic. Right now, if if you look at the Charlotte Observer endorsement, yeah, they endorse Elise Dashu, who's been on the board. They endorse a uh, Jennifer Day Lahara because they say she knows the urban and the his, and she will be good for the Latinos. Okay. Now, this a white woman knows urban school systems, and she will be good for the Latinos. Mm, right. I mean, think right. about that. It's and crazy. then they they endorse a, a Lenora Ship, who was a principal um, with CMS. She's also a black female. Yeah. So if their endorsement stands, let's just say today that everybody went out and voted the way the CMS, I mean, the Charlotte Observer endorsed those people. We will have a school board that is six whites and three blacks. Yeah. We are in a school that is 72% Hispanic and black. So why does our school board not reflect that? Yeah, and why would they want to be over that? Exactly. Hmm. Because we don't think strategically, and there is a lot of money in failing schools. In 2016, failing schools was a $4 billion a year business. Right, right. And that's what we're not looking at. Yeah. So they want to be over the money, really. It's money. Yeah. Follow the money. Follow the money. Good God almighty. We got to get you elected, sister. I mean, you've been fighting hard. And I I really respect the fact that you didn't want to take any money from anybody that you would be beholding to somebody holding, um, you know, holding your pulling your collar. Right. You know, when they wanted you to make make a move and stuff. So I respect that. And um, Thank you. we're just going to be pray- in prayer for you that uh, running for this at-large seat that enough of us go out and vote because right now, how, do, how are the numbers looking right now as far as the early voting? 
Well, the early voting numbers right now are very disappointing because what we have is a strong showing of voter turnout in northern Charlotte and in South Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if if that trend continues, then those folks are going to decide who gets those seats. Mm, man, that's 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 heavy. I mean, it is. Oh, boy. All right. It really is. It's heavy. It's heavy. Well. Do the best you can. You've been doing a great job, and uh, we definitely want everybody to hear your heart, your your message of uh, you know fighting for our children, and uh, we're just so proud of you. Whatever the outcome is, we know that you are a fighter, and you're going you ain't gonna stop fighting. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I'm gonna keep fighting. Annette Albright, y'all running for at large for Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board, and give out your uh, website information too. Um, I don't have a website, but okay. I am on Facebook at Annette Albright for Board of Education at large. So you can message me, you can put a comment, and I usually respond in about 30 minutes. All right. Thank you so much. Good luck to you. Okay. Thank you. And I want everybody to get out and please vote. What's up, y'all? This is BJ Murphy, and I want to thank you for listening to the 20-Minute Morning Show. This is a podcast production of the UIN Network. Go to our podcast site, 20minuteshow.com, and our news website, uinews.net. Our current content contributors are Sean, Sunday, AK, Brooklyn Alexander, Aaron Mays, Camille Brooks, and Don Watkins. You can hear the show daily on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public and Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are played. The 20-Minute Morning Show is written and produced by yours truly, B.J. Murphy, from our studios in Charlotte, North Carolina.